Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined, as always, by Maddie D. And don't be mean to Leon, otherwise you die. That's true. If you don't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. I thought you were going to say, it's just a A little little crush. That, that scene. That song has been in my head all oh, day. Me too. All week. That yeah, song has me been in too. my head. I will have to talk about that scene later on, but yeah, let's first get the formalities out it of was the on way. Fire, man. What we typically do on this show, as you know, actually, no, I don't need to explain. Maddie D and I have seen Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, and we're here today to see how well we did with predicting it two years ago. It was that long ago, Matty D. So, let's get into it. So, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Of course, we, if you've listened to the original episode, which you really should have, you know the history behind the video games and this movie and the other movies by uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. So, I don't need to cover all that again. I was just about to for some reason. <laughs> but you've, you've listened to that episode already, and now you're ready to just hear how great we did. So, Matty D, how much do you think Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City made in the worldwide Box office. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't help myself. I needed to know. So, I know that it made $42 million, yep. but if I was to guess and I didn't have that information, I would have probably given it a, more of the benefit of the doubt and said like maybe $80 million. Wow. Okay. Well, it didn't make $80 million. It <laughs> certainly made $42 million, and on a $25 million budget as well. Yeah. I guess that's a profit. It is it's almost a, double, almost double. Yes. But not great at the end of the day. It's a small budget. Yeah, it had a small budget. Which so. shows. <laughs> I thought it looked okay for the budget that it had. Yeah. Compared to the other movies, the other <laughs> yes, Resident Evil yes. movies, it looked a hell of a lot better in my opinion, but we can talk about that more later on. Uh, regardless, a sequel is in development. There you go. So, we may end up talking about it on the show. Not fucking likely. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it before, well, let's get into seeing how well we did. Before we do though, Matty D, would you care to explain how our point system works? Yeah, sure. We're grading each other's plots, what we yeah. predicted for the movie. If we got something that wasn't in any of the promotional material, we give ourselves two dead points. Dead on the money. Dead on the money. Two points, you if said. If there's something that appeared in the trailer or any of the promotional material, it's one point. Yep. And if we got something that's kind of on the right track, but not 100% close, it's half a point. And if we got something wrong, it's zero points. We tally Correct. all that up and we decide who did better than the other person. I think it's probably safe to say we know who, but uh, oh, we well. calculated at the end of the episode we'll see. to see who did the better prediction. If you've listened to that original episode and seen the movie, it's probably going to be pretty clear, but we'll still we see. You never know, you right? You never know. You never know. So, something I think it's important to point out as well, I counted video game lore as um, prior information. Yeah. So, if it's stuff from the video games that worked its way into the movie, I sort of count that at points as, oh, like, well, you did know that going it's, into it's the movie. It's pre-existing information, which I agree. I yes. think that's fair. I did the same. Yeah. Cool. Glad we're on the same page. So, I went first in that original you episode. You did. And I think I spoke for about 40 minutes, so... You did. Let's have another 40-minute conversation about what I got right. Let's, let's go through... I think you went for about, yeah, a little less than a little less than 20 minutes, but okay. let me go through everything that you got right or everything you got wrong, but let's see, let's see how well you did. So, the first thing you said is you said that this movie will feel like it's all over the place. Mm. It's a subject... That's subject to opinion, but I'm going to give you a point for that. Oh, no, I kind of did feel I like... I definitely that. would say that it is. <laughs> you thought the movie would start with a title screen saying uh, that the date is September 30, 1980... Uh, September uh, 28, 1998. September 20... Yeah, sorry. So, you originally said September 30, but yep. you changed your mind to September 28th. You said yes. it was going to be a few days before the event, but you were going to say it's going to be in 1998. Uh, this doesn't happen. We're thrown straight into a dream sequence slash childhood flashback. Yeah. There's no title cards until after, a little further into the movie, where they tell you what... Uh, what, 13 what, minutes into the movie, yeah. by the way, Matty D. Yes, what what the date is and what the time is and things like that. I give you half a point because you're kind of on the right track, but not 100% there. You then said that there would be a voiceover by Claire explaining, mm. sort of giving us a little opener into the movie. This does not yeah. happen she at all. She says every story has a beginning, she apparently. doesn't say that That's in the, in the trailer. It's in the trailer, not in the movie. Yeah. You said that the movie would retcon anything that happened previously. Um, in previous does, movies, that in is. In previous movies. So, yeah. everything that happened previously in any of the previous movies is completely disregarded, which is true. The only thing you got wrong there is you, were, you said that this would be explained by a voiceover, which mm. again doesn't yeah. happen, but I'll give you half a point for that. Something we knew going in yeah. didn't quite happen the way you thought it would. You thought that the movie would start with the zombie outbreak, which happened inside the Umbrella Corporation facilities. Sort of happens. The movie shows us Lisa in the orphanage first. That's our first exposure to mm. the zombies. 
Um, yeah. And the orphanage sits on top of the umbrella facility, so Lisa sort of sneaks in there. And this is all done in a flashback. Yeah. But you, you kind of start the movie where the truck driver and Claire crash into- into the zombie. zombie woman, yeah. yeah. So I'll give you half a point for that. You said that sirens would go off. I, I should go back there and say that you thought that we would see Claire hitchhiking. I go into that a little bit later, but yep. re- realistically, we open with Claire in present day waking up in the truck driver's, you know, cab. truck. Yeah. His yeah, cab. Right. <laughs> the world's most asshole is <laughs> The world's truck. guy. I looked at this guy on IMDb. He looks like a really nice guy. They really made him up to look yeah. so foul. With that really sloppy burger, too. <laughs> the sloppiest burger I've ever seen. Just from a- eating that burger for ages, too. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, that's movie. straight from the opening of Resident Evil 2. Yes, the guy eating the burger was yeah. a good callback. Now, you said that sirens would go off and there'd be a blockade in the city. That does happen a little further in the movie, but I give yeah. you a point because we see it in the trailer and that does happen. You said Birkin yeah. would take, would, sorry, wake his wife and as daughter. As in William Birkin. As in William Birkin, that's right. The lead antagonist of this movie would wake his daughter and take her to a secure facility. True, that does happen. We see it in the yep. trailer, but I give you a point. You said that the movie moves forward a few days. Now we're at September 30 and Claire has, uh, bro- her, Claire's car has broken down and she's trying to hitchhike. Again, this doesn't happen in the movie. We see straight away that she's in the truck already. Yeah, she's um, already been hitchhiking. She's already introduced. So I'll give you half a point because you're kind of on the right track there. You said that the truck driver trashes Raccoon City talking about how, how terrible the town is. And Claire awkwardly says that she's from Raccoon City originally, which is true. Yeah, uh, pretty you much also, You also said that she's an investigative journalist. Who's is she? Studying from college. It's never actually said in the it's movie. It's never actually said. I think this is a good point to say. We know that she hangs around in chat rooms. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. I, I give you a point. She's investigating the color. So yeah. she's investigating Raccoon City. She hangs around in chat rooms. She's interested in it. It's never. It never goes into what her occupation is or if there's or, a professional- Or what her motivations are. Yeah. Or there's a professional angle to her other than it's the town that she grew up in and she's invested because of that. So I think this is a good point for me to say that I found this I found this very hard to go through and and sort of figure out what happened. Not because of anything you said, but because the movie <laughs> was very, very forgettable. I oh. literally had on one screen on my computer the movie and one screen listening back to the episode giving you points. And then there'd something would happen. I did I'd, the exact same and thing. And I would say, and I literally watched the movie the day previously. So I just watched the movie. Yeah. The next day I did your your prediction. I, I gave you your points for your plot. And I would go to something and I'd be like, wait, did that happen? And I'd have to skip to the point in the movie where that happened. I'd be like, okay, yes, that did happen. But there were so many points in this movie. I was like, what happened in this movie? It was only a day ago. So that, that's just a little explanation of, of my processes here. Well, when I was re-watching the movie, I'm like, I don't remember this bit. So, yeah, I don't remember this please call me out if I miss anything. Yeah. But I did try and I literally go back to every scene in the movie when it comes to your point right. just to double check it. I didn't have the same issues with your plot. <laughs> I've got to, I'm just going to say. I bet. I bet. You said a zombie steps on the road while Claire's in the truck, that is, mm-hmm. and gets hit by the truck. Claire steps out to help. In your plot, they were distracted by some noises in the bushes. It's something we see in the trailer. It's actually where yeah. Claire sees the zombie that's left. Uh, in the movie, what distracts them was an argument between the trucker and Claire. But otherwise, you pretty much called yeah. this. Uh, sh- she was distracted. They were distracted. The zombie gets up and leaves. It's done for mystery. I like that the zombie doesn't even attack them. It's just like, oh, well, I was trying to cross the road anyway. <laughs> it's, as well. it's in the bushes just looking at them. Yeah. Anyway, you said that the dog, the truck driver has a dog. You do say yep. this early on a in, Doberman. The, in the plot as well. Uh, yeah, Doberman, that's right. Licks up the zombie blood. Give you a point. We see that in the trailer. Yep. That does happen. You said the zombie woman props up in your plot uh, and Claire and the truck driver decide to leave out of, you know, being Fear. startled. Doesn't quite happen. Kind of. You're, this kind of is the case. The lady disappears, as I said before, and I believe the dog runs off. Uh, no, it doesn't. It gets back in the cab. Oh, it gets back in the it gets back in the truck. You're right. But uh, essentially, the truck driver's like, I've had enough with you, Claire. You make your way to Raccoon City yourself. So you're kind of on the yeah. right track there. I'll give you half a point. You said that the city is blocked off uh, and anyone entering is told that there's a chemical spill. I give you a point. This is only a portion in the city in my plot. It's not the whole city. No. It's just a, a certain area around it's just the, the umbrella corporation. area. That's right. Which is the case in the movie. So I'll give you a point there. You said that they would meet. You said at this point in the movie that we'd meet the members of Star. You said that this would be- Stars. Stars, that's right. You got that's that continuously the, wrong That's the, the team. That's the team. Uh, the team is made up of Wesker, Jill, and Chris, and they're at a diner. You mentioned a guy called Barry, Barry which yeah. I believe is in the video games, but it was- Not in this movie. Completely- He's Richard in this movie. Yeah, it was completely excised from the movie, which a lot of fans had problems with. Yes. 
but otherwise you're correct there. You describe Jill as a trigger-happy nutcase. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure on what her character is. She's certainly trigger-happy. But she likes the gun, so I'll give you a they point. They make a point of saying it all throughout the movie. So I'll give you a point She goes that. to shoot a sauce bottle off a guy's head with her real gun. <laughs> And they're like, no, 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 not with your real gun. <laughs> well, then I guess so. I guess so. I, I kind of saw her as just your typical action girl. Not saying I didn't. And then when she shoots the crow, Wesker goes, you and that fucking gun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess you're right. But another thing you got right was you mentioned the Jill sandwich gag, which does yep. appear in the movie. Again, it's something that we see in the trailer. The trailers were really forgiving. It'd be great if one of us watched all of the mm. trailers. That probably we'll would have helped one of us a lot more out. Now, you mentioned Did that- Did you mention the, uh, the, the dart gun? Yes. Yeah, so he shoots. I actually go into it right now. You said that Wesker gets shot with a suction cup gun. Mm. Um, so I'll give you a point for that. And you said that his whole character would be played for comedy. Uh, you also said that fans would be angry that he doesn't have his trademark sunglasses. That's not the only thing fans are angry about no. with this character. This character was played as a dope. You're exactly right there, mostly for comedy. So I'll give you a point there, uh, three points in And he total. doesn't have his trademark sunglasses until, until the, the very end. end. Until the very end, that's right. And uh, actually, on that I hope I get a bonus point because I mentioned during your plot I said that Wesker would have his glasses at the end of the movie I said oh they probably will have his glasses yeah, at the I'll end of the movie yeah I'll give you a bonus right? point for that and you said no nah, they won't do that I'll put but, you up uh, in the two feet <laughs> oh woo uh, no just joking I'm just joking uh, you said that Wesker would be played for sympathy and be just a regular guy who made some wrong choices two points that is There's, it th- yeah that's yeah, exactly that the, the way and how would you have known that nothing in the trailer indicated that I mean he does have an apology that he makes we were trailer. told that the character would be played differently from previous iterations yes it, so that was just my assumption. And and very differently. In the video games, he's a straight bad guy. He's very manipulative. He's he's very much a threat to people. In this movie, not the case really at all. He's very much like a frat boy almost. Yeah, pretty much. He said that Leon and Brian would be introduced at this point. As in uh, Chief Irons, Brian? Yes, as, yeah, in, okay. as in the police chief. And Leon chief. S. Kennedy. That's right. The S stands for stupid. <laughs> very much his character. Uh, this guy, I, I, I sort of was starting to recognise all these actors. Um, Avon Jogia was we- Leon. Yeah, Leon, who was in, I think... A, a, a Zombieland Double Tap? He, he was, but... We've he, only seen him in zombie movies. He was also in, I think, uh, I believe that it, there was like a Victorious or one of these kind of Disney or... Oh, yes, Nick, he was in Victorious. shows, yeah. Without his moustache. Yeah, he was a young kid. He was the heartthrob right. in, in that movie. I think, I think it was Victorious. Yeah, it was of, Victorious. It was one of those shows. So, With uh, uh, Ariana Grande. Yeah, when I... When yeah, her first big thing. Yeah. yeah, when I saw him, I was just like, "Hang on a second, I've seen that face before." Yeah. And also, Wesker is in uh, Umbrella Academy, which is kind of funny to think about. Oh yeah, he is too. <laughs> yeah, and he's you know working with Umbrella. And of course, Chief Irons was in Blade, as we discussed in the previous <laughs> yes. episode. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Donald Logue was the, was the actor's name, I think. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Leon and Brian, they're in the RCPD, yep. preparing for a quiet night. This is the case. The only difference is uh, their relationship isn't great. The police chief does not no. care for Leon. Nor does really anybody. But uh, anyway, you did. You, you were right with that. You said that the truck driver gets bitten by his dog, who has been infected after licking up the blood. Yep. It's become a zombified dog. Yes. Give you a point. It's something we see in the trailer, but it is correct. You said that Claire breaks into Chris's house and there's a jump scare when Chris enters to find her in his house. You got that correct? Not that really a jump scare. So he walks up behind her when she's wearing his football helmet and uh, we see him walking up behind her. Yeah, she just turns around and looks at him. I guess, I guess. But uh, everything else is correct. There was plenty of jump scares though, so. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, she's wearing his football helmet and he's like, what are you doing in my house? And looking at a photograph of him and Jill. Yeah. And there was some really awkward exposition where she goes, oh, I still got a thing for Jill Valentine. <laughs> and also a picture of Birkin as well. Yeah, him and Birkin together. <laughs> Just hanging out. Like at his graduation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in your plot, Claire is doing a story on Umbrella and she explains to Chris that Umbrella are experimenting on people. Yep. I'm not sure if she's doing a story, but that's definitely why she's there. She's investigating what's happening. You said Chris is skeptical since he knows Claire is a, is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. True. She thinks the moon's flat. Exactly. She thinks she thinks the moon's flat. She anyway. thinks the Earth is flat. Yeah, and the moon and is, the moon. And everything. The moon. Yeah. Everything is just hanging by wires, and yeah. it's all car. It's all cardboard. You said that Claire shows Chris a video of Ben, 
who's explaining the sickness that Umbrella is causing and yeah. trying to cover up. Who's your inside man, I said. Yeah. Which he is. Yeah, he is. Exactly. Uh, you get you got that right. It's something we see in the trailers, but it does happen. In your plot, Chris is called out to go to the RCPD and leaves Claire at her house to chill out. At his house. At his house. Yep, that does happen. You said that the stars team meet up at the RCPD. I'm so sick of saying that. And are given orders to save Birkin. So in your plot, you thought that they would be told, you got to save Birkin from the Spencer mansion. Mm. We need to do a rescue mission. In reality, this is not really a plot point. They're actually investigating another team. I think they call them the Bravo, Bravo team. team. <laughs> from <laughs> Monster Hunter. From Monster Hunter. So the Bravo team went missing. Their last location was the Spencer mansion. So of this course. is from the first game as yeah. well. And then Paul W.S. Anderson just stole it from Monster Hunter. Right. So he was more faithful to Resident Evil in Monster, <laughs> Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter than he was, he was in Resident in Evil. Any of the other movies he made. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, so that that's the plot point in this. Um, they're going to investigate a team that's obviously been infected by zombies. This yeah. is what they find out. So I'll give you half a point there. You're kind of on the right track. Uh, blown up by a Rathalos. <laughs> yeah, well, the car was on fire, so <laughs> so it may as well be. Yeah. So yeah, you're kind of on the right track there. You said they arrive to, at the Spencer Mansion via helicopter, which is true. There's a helicopter guy yep. hanging around. You said- uh, His name was Vickers? I think so, yeah. He doesn't do a lot in this movie. I mentioned him little. by name, so- Well done. Yeah, you did mention Vickers by name. That is true. You, you said he was there, which is true. And you also call the scene where Jill shoots the crow. Again, yep. we see it in the trailer, but that does happen. You said that they enter the Spencer Mansion and it's filled by zombies. It's a safe assumption, but that yeah. is the case. <laughs> yeah. Very much true points for that. You said that- at this point, we're going to meet Lisa Trevor. You said that she's around. Um, in the Spencer Mansion. Yeah, yeah. I think you kind of just inserted her in. Yeah. Not really Makes knowing. Makes two of us. <laughs> what she was doing or what, what sort of plot, what part she was to play. She is in the Spencer Mansion. She does appear in. The, is she? Yeah. Uh, She's in the orphanage. She appears apologies. in the orphanage, and then they go back to the orphanage, and yeah. she's still there. So her part, her part in the movie is that she appears at the start of the movie with Claire, and then she appears towards the end of the movie to aid Claire getting to the underground facility. Yeah, uh, not quite how you saw her in this movie, but I give you half a point for mentioning her being around. You said that zombies are walking the streets. Well, that's true. Yeah, happens. That. You said that the truck driver crashes outside the police station, creating a wall of fire. That does happen. Yep, he's infected. He drives through, and. Uh, uh, and creates one of the best scenes in the movie. Yes, uh, you, we'll talk about you, you said at Chris's house. So at this point in the movie, Claire's still at Chris's house, which is the yep. case in the movie as well. You said that a creepy woman would write the words "itchy tasty" in on the blood glass, yeah. on the glass window or the glass door. I give you a point. We see it in the trailer. It does happen in the movie. Yep. You said that the zombie would break through and attack Claire. This is true. You said that Claire is forced to kill her. Not the case. What actually happens in the movie is they tussle and the zombie is left clawing at her face, screaming as Claire yeah. escapes. But pretty much you called this scene otherwise, so I'll give you a point for that. There's a child there as well, but yeah, who cares it doesn't about really matter. You said that Claire gets on Chris's motorbike and heads to find Chris because she believes Chris is in trouble. Give you a point. That does happen at this point in the movie. Uh, in your plot, Claire goes to the police station to try to warn Chris that he might be heading into a trap. In the movie, she does go to the police station. But yeah, looking for him. Looking for him, that's right. And at this stage, the only person that is there is Leon. The police sergeant is there, but he's kind of trying to leave. He's trying to yeah. escape the city. He's abandoned everybody because he's a jerk. I love the scene of him trying to leave the city and he gets to like that roadblock where they just start shooting everybody yes, and he's yes. just like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Ah, yeah, he turns <laughs> around, yeah. He's just plowing through people in his car. You also said that Leon would uh, have to close the gates. He'd be ordered to clo- He'd be ordered to close the gates to the city. This does happen earlier. To the police station. To the police station, that's right. Uh, I didn't see this in any of the trailers, so I'll give you two points for that. Yep. You said that Brian would radio Ben Vickers, which- Yep. Oh, no. His name, is he, no, is, is his name Ben Vickers? I think it is Ben Vickers. Okay. So, there's two Bens in this movie. How confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Anyway, well, I guess if it's a video game character, then they have to. But yes, he does. He uh, Brian tries to radio the guy who's in the helicopter and order him to get the stars, stars, yep. agents back. This does happen. At this point in the movie, in the actual movie- but he can't get through to him in no, the actual no. uh, movie. Vickers is dead at this point. Yeah, Vickers so he's eaten by a zombie he's while radi- listening to uh, What's Up by Fawn on Blondes. Yeah, he, he, radios, he radios a man who's dead and obviously can't get through to him. But this does happen. Now, you said that at this point, Vickers was going to be killed by a zombie. 
Yep. The only difference is you said he's outside his helicopter rather than no. inside his helicopter. No. You said he was standing outside his helicopter. No, no. I you said did. he was bitten while he was inside his helicopter. And you presumed he, that meant he was flying in the air and a zombie got in. So I well, said we had he this was in his helicopter, his helicopter on the ground, as in the helicopter's on the ground, and then a zombie comes in through the helicopter door and bites him. Because I saw the scene in the trailer. Right. Which is what was confusing me, because... I swear you said he was standing outside next to his helicopter. As in the zombie was standing outside the helicopter. I thought you meant Vickers. No. It doesn't matter anyway, because I give you points for it, because it's yeah. it's, it's just a technicality at this point. Yeah. But I swear you said he was standing outside. I did and not. I took that as Vickers was standing outside his helicopter, waiting for the stars agents to, stars agents to come back. So he's just like hanging well, around. I did not say that. Making him more exposed to the zombie. I was like, wouldn't he be inside his helicopter? And you said no, but obviously we were confusing each other for thinking it was zombie. Anyway, no, you were getting matter. confused thinking the helicopter was in the air for it some reason. He's just circling around doing a joyride. I didn't think that. I thought, you said that. I, I thought he was in his helicopter. And he, and as in flying around. As in stationed in his helicopter. No, listen back. You definitely said he was flying around. And I was Whatever. like, no, why would he be flying around? <laughs> but before Vickers can contact the rest of stars, he's attacked by a zombie, just like in Dead Rising. Wait, in his helicopter? He's on the ground waiting for the uh, stars to come back. He's not like up in the air circling around. There's, like, there's a zombie just like jumping. Or they make like a human zombie pyramid. To Did, get that him. happens, Matty D, in Dead Rising. <laughs> well, that does happen. I was in right a, either way. That so. does that does happen in another movie. Oh, it happened in Dead Rising, mm-hmm. which is which not a movie. Did, which it's we a did. video game. I was talking about uh, the Dave Bautista movie. Oh, Army of the Dead. Which we mentioned in the episode as well at that point. Uh, yeah, it does happen. Do you remember where the zombie jumps in? We didn't, men- we didn't mention- Okay, we didn't mention that in the other episode. <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. You said that the zombie would break through- uh, You said the zombies would break through the front gates, leaving Claire and Leon to sort of- And you also said uh, Brian is also there as well to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does happen. Give you a point for that. You said that Brian is attacked by the trucker's dog in the car yep, park. This car does park. happen. I think at this point in the movie, you thought that Brian would be killed by Correct, the dog. Yeah, doesn't happen. This ha- he dies later on in the movie, but it's otherwise killed by you're a liquor later on in the movie. Yes, that's right. Uh, you jump to the Birkin family. You thought the Birkin family would be bunkered in one of the Umbrella's labs. Uh, you said that there's a zombie that's on an operating table where mm-hmm. Birkin is sort of experimenting on and there's going to be exposed organs. This is the case in the yeah. movie. It does happen. You said that he explains to his family that this is his life work. This is true. He's more explaining it to Wesker. This happens later on in the movie where Wesker mm. sort of comes into. Uh, confront Birkin and get Bir- the virus. Birkin is sort of explaining to Wesker what he's doing. But anyway, I give you points for that because that does happen in the movie. You said that uh, back to this zombie dog attack, you said that Claire would appear and kill the zombie dog with a metal bar. I believe it's a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny, actually? Nothing in this movie. <laughs> True. Well, actually, that's a lie. You said the dog. You said the dog was killed at this point, and I was sitting there and I was going, what happened to the dog? And I literally could not remember at all. So I actually went to a website, which I didn't know existed until now, that's called whendoesthedogdie.com, which ah. gives you trigger warnings if a dog dies in a movie and wow. tells you the exact time when a dog dies. So I looked it up. I was like, does the dog die in Welcome to Raccoon City? The answer was yes. It gave me the time. And I went back to that point in the movie. She kills it with the fire she kills extinguisher. It with, she kills it with the fire extinguisher. So there you go. Uh, after, after the attack on Brian. So got that right. Not a pipe, but pretty much yeah. the same thing. You said that she would meet up with Leon at this point as in Claire would. They would get attacked by the zombie police chief because he's been zombified at this stage uh, by the dog. Uh, the Again, the police chief actually dies later on when he's pulled into the ceiling by a liquor. Yep. Uh, this is when they go sort of underground. When they this go- is in the orphanage. Yeah, this is when they go through the orphanage trying to find an, an alternative exit out of the city. You said that Claire would tell Leon that they need to go to the Umbrella Corporation since that's where the outbreak started. In the actual movie, they're, again, they're trying to escape the city and they know that there's an underground way through the orphanage. So that's why they're going there. So I'll give you half a point for that. Yep. They're going to the right place. You just got the motivations uh, yeah, not yeah. quite right. You said that Wesker plays a piano to open a secret door in the Spencer Mansion. Yeah, plays Fur Alessie. Does happen. Give you a point. It was in one of the trailers, I think. Yep. But it does happen here. It's also in one of the video games mm-hmm. as well. You said that the Spencer Mansion is used for genetic experiments and you said that they'll go underground and find tubes and experiments, sorry, tubes that host, like that hold experiments. I don't yeah. recall this in the movie. No. I'm happy to be proven wrong. No, no, here. it doesn't specifically happen, but the Spencer Mansion is connected to the lab. Okay. So the, the lab is connected to the Spencer Mansion, yeah. but it's also connected to the orphanage. Which I give you points for because you do say that they all connect 
and yeah. that's how the characters meet. Uh, you say that a little. So William Birkin is lazy. He doesn't like to drive <laughs> places. He just wants tunnels from everywhere he, he, he inhabits. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He can't be bothered, right? Not exactly sure why the Spencer Mansion has a tunnel to the secret facility because I don't see how that ties in. It's not like he lives there. No, I don't know. Do they they address that in the movie? What the Spencer Mansion is? No, they don't. Don't they say it briefly when Leon's like, "What's the Spencer Mansion?" No, uh, Chief Irons says that it was founded by such and such Spencer, and then he gets cut off. But he doesn't actually say what the purpose of the Spencer Mansion is. So it's just of convenience that these are all connected. It's because it happened in the video game, and they just put it in the movie without an explanation. Mm. It's a popular location in the video game. They needed it in the movie. In your plot, Wesker turns out to be a bad guy, revealing that he set everybody up to release a deadly virus. In the movie, it's insinuated that Wesker was hired by somebody. Aiden Wong. It doesn't matter. Well, it turns out to be Aiden Wong, but I just love in the movie, they're just like, who were you hired? And who were you hired by? And he says, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. And they're like, nah. <laughs> it's just like, and I thought they were going to leave it at that. They're like, great writing. <laughs> As an audience, I think I felt the same. <laughs> yep. Away. Yep. So he was hired to steal the virus. That's his yep. MO in this movie. He does betray everybody because of this and- yeah. And his betrayal is more towards Birkin, but it does affect the other stars, agents. So I'll give you a point for that. Yeah. It's, it deserves more than half a point, even though it's not 100% correct, but it's correct enough for me. You said that Wesker would release a monster. Jill yeah. and Barry, you said Barry's still in this part of the movie, would be trying to shoot at Wesker while trying, while trying to evade the monster's attacks. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I give you half a point because. Uh, Jill and Chris are evading the Birkin monster, yeah. which kind of Wesker is responsible for. Yeah, that's true. Bringing about. So in the movie, Wesker approaches uh, Birkin, shoots him, and then uh, Birkin injects himself with a lethal with the dose. The G virus. With the G virus, and that turns him into a monster which chases Jill and and Leon and pretty much all our main characters and Chris yeah. and, um, and, Sherry. and Claire. And Sherry. <laughs> yeah, and Sherry. That's true. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give you half a point because you're kind of on the right track here. You said at this point, Claire and Leon would force their way through the Umbrella facility. Uh, you expected they drove through, but they just kind of broke in. Uh, they went in an underground tunnel. They went in an underground tunnel, but they did do that. So, I'll give you a point for that. You said that Leon and Claire would discover a tape of Birkin discussing his experiments. You said that- A film reel. A film reel. That's right. You said that it would be titled Ashford Twins. I can't remember. Remember if it was titled. It was. We saw the Ashford twins in the film reel. But in any case, remember one of them was picking the wings off. uh, That's what I was going to say. I I don't remember if it was titled that, but we do see them in this in this film. Yeah, tape. So you see the film canister labeled Ashford twins, Mm. and uh, Leon pushes it off a a book that says Umbrella Corporation. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't remember that specific detail, but I give you points anyway because like that does happen. It's something we see in the trailer, but you called it, and it is an Easter egg. You said it was going to be treated like an Easter egg, but that'll have like little to no repercussions on the plot. Essentially, that's exactly what it is. In fact, I had no idea why it was in the movie. Easter egg for- I guess so. That's it. You said that Leon and Claire would be attacked at this point in the movie by a liquor. It does happen. Mm -hmm. You said that Leon shoots it. Actually, it's Lisa who takes out the liquor by choking it, but otherwise you're correct there. As in Lisa Trevor. As in Lisa Trevor comes in and helps him. So, I give you points for that, but you didn't quite get the death of the liquor. (laughs) What a weird thing to say. (laughs) You said that Barry is killed by the monster that's pursuing them, as in pursuing sort of Jill and Chris at this stage. I mean, you know, Barry's not here, so it doesn't really matter. You said that Jill and Chris managed to take the monster out. I give you two points because if we say that's the Birkin monster or Mm. any several monsters in this movie, that does happen. Happens with a rocket launcher, but you are correct. So two points there. Well, I originally had the actual ending. We go into it. We go into it. Don't worry. You said that Wesker is mortally wounded by the monster. Replace monster with child. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's Jill who kills him. Yes. And warns- Well, it is Jill, right? I'm trying to remember. Yes, it is Jill. Jill comes behind him and shoots him. You are right. Yeah. Um, I go into that in a second. So, you said that Wesker is mortally wounded and tells Jill to leave because the entire city is going to be destroyed, going to be leveled. That is the case. That is yeah. exactly what happens. Um, but the only difference is, is Wesker is killed by Jill. He has- the, the daughter at gunpoint and Jill comes behind him and shoots him. It's done to co- make us think that the little girl killed Wesker, but it wasn't the case. But um, Well, I don't know about that, but yeah. You don't think so? Because well, there's I, a shot and- I, th- I think you're supposed to think that uh, Wesker was going to shoot the little girl. Yeah, you're supposed to think Wesker's going to shoot the little girl and then there's a shot and the daughter looks at her gun and then it oh, pans yes, away yeah. and it reveals it's yeah, Jill. Yeah. 
Uh, now, you said that the helicopter would crash into the mansion, setting everything on fire. This does happen. I'll give you a point for that. Yep. You said that Chris and Jill meet up with Leon and Claire. You guessed uh, maybe the umbrella facility will connect to, <laughs> to the Spencer mansion and everything else. Two points because that does yeah. happen. Everything is just connected conveniently. So you said together they'll confront Birkin, who they believe or they, who they realize is responsible for everything. They track him down to his facility. Uh, in the movie, only Wesker does this, yep. uh, but they do manage to run into Birkin eventually when he turns into the monster, and he actually, the, the Birkin monster tracks the gang down. He's actually pursuing them, so yep. it's the other way around a little bit. You said that to get to Birkin's facility, they would take a secret underground train. An underground railroad. An underground railroad. The railroad is in the movie. Yeah, but it's to exit the town. So they realize that underneath the orphanage, un- in the facility, there's a secret train that can lead you out of town. It's the only way they could get out. So they're going to yep. get on this train. So I'll give you half a point. Trains in the movie, trains in the trailer, but it's used for for a different reason. You said that Leon will show off a rocket launcher in the movie. One point he does. Yay! You said that because of the length of the movie. Birkin would not be confronted. It'll be teased for another movie. In the movie, he is confronted and he is defeated, and that is the film's climax. So you got that wrong. Your original idea, here we go, was Birkin was going to inject himself, turning him into a monster, yep. and Leon would kill him with the rocket launcher, yep. which is exactly so what happened in the movie. That's what I had originally in my notes, but then because I was running out of time to write the plot, I was like, I don't have time to detail all of that, so I'll, I'll just mention it, and then I'll just say, oh, no, everything it just ends on a cliffhanger. That's <laughs> on a cliffhanger. Yeah, what you said was you said Ada Wong would appear to tell the crew about the Nemesis Project, leaving us on a cliffhanger. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, she does appear in a mid credit scene and she yep. gives Wesker his glasses, so I'll give you half a point. She does appear at that yeah. stage, uh, but not quite the way you thought. And with that, you scored a solid 53 and a half points. Well, there you go. There not you a go. bad day in the office, Kieran. Uh, no. A lot of what you said was in the trailers. I don't want to throw too much shade at that because, of course, I did not watch... I only watched one trailer and that really affected me. And it's obvious. But uh, you you sort of described what happened in the trailers and that actually happened in the movie. We talked about this in the original episode. Mm. You pointed out that you only watched one trailer. You didn't even include most of the stuff that was in the trailer you watched. (laughs) No, no, I didn't. I I went out on a limb and just just ignored aspects of the trailer, including, I think, the helicopter. I'm sure you're going to go into it. Yeah. But I think I, I can't remember what I was doing at the time. But I think I probably I, smoking weed. I well, no, I think I had a lot going on, and I think I was like really busy. So I remember, and I didn't really want to cover this movie. I wasn't. It wasn't a movie I was particularly excited about or knew a lot about. So I think I watched the trailer and was like, I'm not going to get. You this. did what I did with Doolittle. I not have Doolittle uh, Wonka yeah, last week. I, I sort of watched the trailer and I was like, I'm not going to call this. I'm not going to know. And you were right. Uh, Best prediction so you've ever done. I I was like I was like I'm just going to sit down and just bash something out because I'm not going to go anywhere near this plot. If I even if I try, it'll just be insulting to fans of the video game. So that was the angle I went in with mm. this prediction. How well okay. did I do? <laughs> well, the thing that I really enjoyed about re-listening to that yes. uh, original episode. By the way, I think it was a really funny episode. If I do say so it was myself, a solid one. it was a really entertaining episode. Again, if I do say so myself. So if you haven't listened to it, please do. This is very much a companion piece to the, that episode, rather than being able to stand on its own. And I think that episode's going to be the better episode overall. But my favorite element in the whole episode was at the very end, you were like, look, the reason that I wrote my plot the way that I did is because I don't think they're actually going to be faithful to the video games at all. I think they're going to do their own thing. And it's going to be like the Paul W.S. Anderson movies. And that was the like the, the cherry on top of everything because you were so wrong in that point as well. They were incredibly faithful to the video games. They were. To the point where if you just followed the plot of the video games, you would yeah. have been closer than what you actually they, did. They were, and then they, they weren't as well. Like they, yeah, they were they very streamlined. They against... Because th- th- this, this had an interesting reception like i think some fans like some fans were like this is as close as we've gotten to what we want yeah. but not close enough and some people were like no yeah well i didn't really look into fan responses so i suppose you can talk more on that later let me know what i don't know so let's talk about on that note let's talk about what you predicted what a mess for your resident evil welcome to Raccoon i became City less plot. confident after hearing your plot as well so you could hear yeah. my like my, my attitude just sink when i start my plot I think you started off on a strong note because yeah, you said that the movie will start with a childhood flashback with Claire and Chris Redfield as children. Which is, which is two yes. points. Nice. Two points. Thanks. You man. had no way of knowing that that was going to happen in the movie. And this was the point where we realized that every movie starts with a childhood flashback. We had that conversation in this episode. That's right. You said that Chris and Claire are orphans and all they have is each other. 
gave you a point for that because that's something from the video games. You knew that going in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You said that Chris joins the police while Claire focuses on her studies. That's true as well. Gave you a point for that. Thanks, Kieran. We were told from the, um, you know, the, the buyers in the original episode. Now, you seem to think that STARS was a military operation. You seem to be very confused as to who STARS was, not realizing that they're like SWAT. Yeah. So, you kept saying like, oh, Chris is in the military. And I kept correcting you. No, no, he's in the police. He's force. in the police. So, they're kind of like a yeah, well, paramilitary, but pretty much they're a SWAT no, team. they're a SWAT team. They're not connected to the military at all. So, you said that we'll flash forward in time. Gave you a point for that because we do. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's true. You were closer to the movie than I was in this regard. Yeah. Because you said we're flashing. Well, actually, uh, you said that Ben, who is a scientist, is fleeing from a couple of Umbrella Corporation operatives in a warehouse somewhere. You said that Ben is cornered by the operatives and they ask him where he sent the tape and that they know what he did. And then a zombie suddenly appears around the corner and kills the two operatives. None of this happens in the movie. Nope. Uh, and although you pointed out that Ben survives this encounter, he never appears again in your plot. No, he doesn't. In the in the movie, he does appear later on in a cell and he gets attacked by a zombie, which That's neither right. of us predicted. We yeah. just thought he'd appear as like a film, like in a film footage. Yeah. Well, he's not really like an important character. So not really. Didn't really think. Well, he's not in the movie anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So, you said that we'll then cut to 1998. So, I don't know at what point in time the previous scene with Ben happened. Uh, and we get a title card telling us this. Now, I already gave you a point for the flash forward in time, so I'm not going to give you another point for the same thing. Sure. But it does happen. You said that we'll meet Claire, who is riding on a motorcycle. Well, on her motorcycle, specifically. Uh, I gave you half a point because she rides Chris's motorcycle later in the movie, but not at this point. Mm-hmm. I believe I said in my plot that she borrows uh, Chris's motorcycle. Yeah, Don't know I, if you mentioned No, that. I did. I, I well, think I, I did. Remember. It was in my notes and I gave you points for it. Cool. Either way. You said when that- she leaves, she gets on Chris's motorcycle and heads towards him. Yes. Yeah. You said that Claire is a mechanic. Not in this movie. <laughs> you said that Claire arrives in Raccoon City and notices that people are being evacuated. This doesn't actually happen at all in the movie. So, Claire is in Raccoon City for a couple of hours before the shit hits the fan. The city isn't evacuated. In fact, the opposite is the case. They actually prevent people from leaving the city, the Umbrella Corporation. They set up barricades to prevent people from leaving. And if they try and leave, they shoot them. Yeah. And there's like an alert, an alarm. An announcement goes out over the town saying, don't leave your homes. Stay in your homes. Don't try and leave. You said that Claire goes to Chris's house and Chris has been living in Raccoon City for most of his life while Claire has been away studying, quote, criminal stuff or whatever. (laughs) Gave you a couple points for that. (laughs) Thanks, man. You said that Claire is a conspiracy theorist, but also a biologist and a scientist. She does everything. She's She's a bit of everything. She's just really real smart. She has a lot of hobbies. Gave you, half point. Gave you half a point because we know she's a conspiracy theorist. That's about all we know about her, really. Yeah. I like that she's like, she's a biologist, scientist, she's studying criminal stuff or whatever. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> what an interesting person. You said that Claire received a video from Ben, who was the scientist mm-hmm. at the beginning of your movie, telling her that Raccoon City is not what it appears. And Ben had previously given Claire inside information on the Umbrella Corporation. Uh, yeah, the second half is is true. Mm-hmm. And well, in fact, the first half is basically true as well. So, I gave you a couple of points there. Also, it's funny that they met in a, in a web chat room. I like that gag where he's like, what's... Chris is like, what's a web chat room? We all laugh because it's the 90s. Yeah, it's 1998. And I guess he doesn't have the internet at that point or oh. have any interest in the internet. Well, he didn't seem to have a computer <laughs> at his house. <laughs> Maybe Ben thinks Claire is his girlfriend is like getting excited. <laughs> Maybe. It's getting exploited for money. Yeah, well... I don't know if that was happening back then. Probably was. Probably was. You said that Claire tells Chris everything she knows, but Chris doesn't believe her. Gave you a point for that. That was in the trailer. You said that Chris has been tasked with crowd control during the evacuation. Not the case at all. There's no, no evacuation. No. And he's not that sort of policeman. No. You said that Chris tells Claire to leave or stay put. <laughs> Gave you half a point. That sort of happens. I think he just tells her to stay in the actual movie. Yeah. I, I, again, it's really fuzzy of the details in the movie, but he definitely leaves and she's in the house. So yeah, I that's right. that's what happens. Yeah. Again, hard to recall. Like I said, sort of happens. Uh, You said that Chris goes off with his stars team. That's true. Uh, You said that Claire does some snooping and runs into Leon, who is patrolling the streets. Gave you half a point for that. Claire does run into Leon, but it's at the police station. Leon's never really outside of the police station in this movie, unless Mm -hmm. he's at a diner. You said that the city is deserted, a ghost town at this point, and Leon tells Claire that something is very wrong in Raccoon City. Mm. It's kind of a ghost town, in a way. Well, it's full of zombies. (laughs) Yeah. And people trying to shoot you. Well, not you specifically. People trying to shoot people trying to leave. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not really a ghost town. Unless you count zombies as ghosts. I mean, they're not living. <laughs> well, at one point they were. You said that Claire runs into Sherry Birkin. This doesn't happen. They do meet at the very end of the movie, though. 
But your idea of what was going to happen, like the, this the whole crux of this Rigby movie, relationship doesn't happen. Rigby, ah, the Wrigley from uh, yes. Alien. You mean Ripley? Yes. Oh, you said that chef, chef, <laughs> I wrote chef, police chef. <laughs> he does the cooking. <laughs> He's the guy that orders the food for everyone, like makes their meals. You said that Chief Irons is not a good cop. Thank That's true. For that. It's not untrue. You said that Claire saves Sherry from Chief Irons. Um, I guess that's what you were trying to say. It wasn't really clear what you were talking about. I think I cut you off as well. Okay. So I'm not quite sure what the circumstance was there. Either way, it's wrong. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, you said that Claire and Sherry have a relationship like Ripley and Newt from Aliens. Hmm. No. No. They don't know each other at all. I mean, towards the end, they're kind of helping her. They're helping but, each other, but yeah. You know, it's more like they're all the survivors of- That's right. Happened, so. You said that Leon, Claire, and Sherry spend the rest of the movie together. No. Gave you half a point. Leon and Claire do, but Sherry is not a factor at all. This whole plot element is just not a factor in this movie at all. And I don't know why you put it in there. Like, Sherry wasn't even in the trailer you watched. She wasn't even mentioned on the cast list. Oh, wasn't she? No. The only person we knew was going to be in this movie was William Birkin. So you just did this all off your own back. Yeah. Well, it's cool that I called her being a presence in the movie, I guess. But um, I don't know. I thought I thought they needed to be like an arc like this, but obviously not. Something doesn't happen in the video game. So I don't know why you decided to do that. You said that they'll fight a nondescript monster. Gave you half a point because <laughs> they fight a liquor and mutated William Birkin. I guess that counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them, I suppose you could describe. But you didn't. Yeah. And there's a few zombies here and there. Yeah, not monsters, but yeah. Uh, You said that Leon is with his stars team consisting of Chad, Jill, and the obvious bad guy, Wesker. Now, Chad is the character Richard's actor. So, Chad is is the actor's name. He's not a character. Uh, You said that the- I gave you a point for that, by the way. And and he was the helicopter pilot. No, that was Ben Vickers. Right. Richard was the other guy with the long hair. (laughs) Not memorable at all. I know. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I like that you had to watch this movie twice and you still don't remember it. I'm having a much easier time remembering the movie, and I only watched it once a couple of days ago. You said that the stars team banters with each other, and we'll get to like them as people. Gave you a point for that, because amusingly enough, we both suggested in the original episode that we won't actually care about them. And that's true. You said that the stars team fights some monsters on the streets. Does not happen at all. No. You said that the stars team goes to an abandoned lab, where they learn from a dying person that William Birkin has been experimenting on people. Gave you half a point for this. This doesn't happen in the movie at all. No, no. But Claire and Leon discovered this same information from convenient videos and lab notes inside the orphanage. Okay. (laughs) You said that the dying person tells the stars team to go to the Spencer Mansion. Yeah, it's not a factor in the movie at all, but they they do go to the Spencer Mansion. They do. You said that uh, the Spencer Mansion is a resort for evil lab workers. And you said, uh, I'm pretty sure this is from the games. Did some research. This is actually true. Oh, there you go. Not the case in the movie, though. No. In the movie, it never really goes in. It's just like a location. We talked really. about it. It's We don't know why the Spencer Mansion is a, is a factor in the movie or why it's connected to a lab, I, um, why it's full of zombies. We just don't know. I heard this interesting take about this movie. It was a criticism that, they, that this person had. They said, this movie only works if you know the law of the video oh, absolutely. going in. But then, it's like, then he was like, but then- it doesn't work as well because it doesn't fully do what's in it the doesn't video explain game either. It. So yeah. you 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 you're robbed if you're a fan of the video games, and you're robbed if you'd never played the games. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that hundred percent. You said that William Birkins lives in the Spencer Mansion with his family and does a lot of shady things. Now, <laughs> well, yeah, he, he well he does some shady stuff, sure, but uh, he doesn't live in the Spencer Mansion. No, he doesn't. That was my guess. I uh, guess that as well. That would yes. make more sense in the movie. Well, we're seeing the mansion, so we're like, something's got to play a part here. Yeah. It makes sense for Birkin to be here. He was not. He was not. You said Bravo that- team was. <laughs> yes, apparently so. You said that Jill is separated from the rest of the team and gets strapped to a bed somehow, and somebody is possibly trying to use her for experiments or something, and then she is rescued. This is so stupid. That doesn't happen at all. And what's funny is in the original I episode- I said it was in the trailer. It wasn't in the trailer. I said, I don't remember seeing that in the trailer at all. No. And I, I re-watched think- the trailer. I'm like, that's not in there. No. No, I no, I watched the trailer as well. I was like, when I heard myself say that, I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, what did, did I get confused? Was There's I, nothing in the trailer. Was I, was, did I see somebody else on the bed and think that? And I looked at the trailers. I'm like, it's not in there. <laughs> yeah. I think my brain just made that up. And I was like, Apparently yeah, that so. totally happened. Yeah, yeah. Like the rest of your plot. <laughs> you said that the stars team heads to the Spencer Mansion. That's true. Gave okay, you for that. Thanks, Kieran. You said that Chief Irons is chased by zombie dogs and is killed in his car. Well, just one dog, but yeah. Gave you two half points because Chief Irons is chased by a single zombie dog. Well, I don't know if it's in a relationship or not. Um, <laughs> and is he's killed at the end of the movie by a liquor. So, eh. yeah. If you squint and look the other way. We both of- thought he'd be killed by the dog. True. You thought it'd be multiple dogs here too. 
You said that the dogs are just local pets from the town and are definitely not the truck driver's dog. The truck driver who, of course, didn't even appear at all in Matty D's plot. Nope. Uh, that is How wrong. silly. And that's such a famous scene from the video games, the truck driver crashing. Yes. And, uh, what was I doing? And it was all in the trailer, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you say, you probably just watched the trailer once. I think I skimmed once. the trailer. Or maybe you just didn't watch it at all. Maybe I did. I was didn't. starting to question if you'd maybe actually I watched it. I, I might have had it in the background. I probably watched it in some capacity. Probably but watched it on your phone. Not, not paying on a attention. Train. Yeah, something like that. You said that Sherry leads Leon and Claire to the Spencer Mansion in order to find her father. No. <laughs> you said that Sherry was in the process of being evacuated. Maybe it was Chief Irons who was evacuating her, but you said he wasn't a good guy. So, I don't know how that makes sense. Well, didn't, I, didn't I say that- And then you said that the person looking after her died yeah. and then she got lost. Yeah. I, I, I think I said that he's ordered one of his like- yeah. employees to pick he, uh, pick up his daughter. It was apparently Chief Irons in, <laughs> at an earlier point in your plot. Yeah, and, and that guy dies and then his daughter is sort of lost in the city. Doesn't happen anyway, so it doesn't matter, but I think that's what I was going with. Wait, hold on. You said that Claire rescues Sherry from Chief Irons, who's not a good person, and then we suddenly have Chief Irons coming back and doing being eaten by dogs. It's weird. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Uh, anyway, I can't, I can't help you, man. Yeah, I have no idea what you were thinking. Uh, you said that Claire and Leon run into Jill, Chris, and Wesker at the Spencer Mansion. Gave you half a point. They do meet up, but it's in the underground lab, and I think Wesker's already dead at this point, but, you know, close-ish. You said that Chad dies at some point. Gave you a point and a half because he's Richard in the actual movie, and he does die at some point. When? Couldn't tell you. Uh, I think he was eaten isn't by the, zombies. Isn't in the Spencer Mansion? I remember yeah. someone dies in the Spencer Two Mansion. Two people die, and then one person comes back as a zombie, and I'm like, who? Who is that? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Are we supposed to know who that, that is? That whole Spencer Mansion scene is like just- Very confusing. I was just, well, uh, forgettable too. Because I, yeah. I I thought a character died in the Spencer Mansion. I actually thought- Well, heaps of characters die in the Spencer Mansion. I was like, where's- Richard I, dies. I was like, where's Chris? Is he dead? Uh, and, uh, and well, then he's he just appeared, gone for then, ages. And then he appeared again. And that's the thing too. There are characters that just like- Claire is like gone for the movie for so long. Yes, Chris that's right. Chris is gone for the movie for so long and just like- where are these people? Did they die and I forgot about it? And then they appear again. You're yeah. Like, oh, okay. You just haven't been on screen for 20 minutes. So Chris was just up in the attic for at least 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And he's in the dark using like a lighter to, you know, avoid zombies. Claire is hanging out at Chris's house for so long. Yes. The movie's runtime. That is true as well. You said that uh, our heroes will find a photograph that tells them that William created the virus from a flower. Pretty good to get all that from a photograph. Yeah, they just like drew that information out. They're like, hang on, there's a flower, there's this, there's that. This doesn't happen, obviously. You said that the virus was created as a military super weapon, but it got out of hand and Umbrella has been trying to cover it up. That's pretty much true. Is it? I gave do you they, a point. Do they go into that at all? Uh, they suggest it. It's suggested throughout different points in I the mean, movie. I mean, in the movie, they I don't want to rob myself of any points. I need them. But like in the movie, they just say, we made the T-virus. Yeah, the T-virus, they're deliberately the infecting the townsfolk through the water yes. in the movie. Yeah. So people are turning into zombies through the water. This is all part of an experiment. And to cover it up, they're planning to blow up the town at 6 a.m. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, loose. Yeah. Loose. <laughs> It's a weird explanation. Uh, I don't quite understand it, but yeah, whatever. It's what we were told. You said that our heroes run into a zombie that's eating people. That was a good guess. Gave you a point for that. Pretty sure that happened in the movie. There was lots yeah, of people being eaten by zombies. It happens right at the start. It's that famous scene where the zombie turns. Yes, that's right. And sees them. And that's a very famous- That's a shot from the video game. Yeah, very famous shot. It's the famous shot from the video game. But I like that you had to specify that the zombie's eating people. What else would a zombie be doing? Dancing the Macarena. Maybe. It's 1998. It is. The Macarena was big. Yeah, was big at that point. You said that our heroes all start shooting at the same time while What's Up plays on a radio nearby. Uh, gave you a point for that because uh, it does play on the helicopter radio. So, technically, it does play on a radio uh, and the helicopter is nearby to the mansion and they all do start shooting the zombies at the same time. So, <laughs> so two half points, make a point. Okay. Well done. I'll take it. You said that our gang runs into Lisa Trevor. Tick. <laughs> you said that zombies start attacking. Tick. <laughs> You said that the gang runs into William Birkin. These are not great predictions by me at all. No. By the way. William I, I feel dirty just accepting these points. Yes. Yeah, the zombies are there. Yeah, great. Lisa Trevor well is there. <laughs> you went less into Lisa Trevor than I did. Yeah. But I, I did a pretty shit job of working I her in. I did, I did. I, mean, I, did, the, I did a lot of research on Lisa Trevor, which didn't, didn't impact show, my plot. Didn't or show in your notes. Didn't really impact the movie too much. A lot of it is just insinuated. No. And again, you need prior knowledge going into this yeah, movie. Yeah, I was very confused by her in the movie. I'm like, looked cool though. Yeah, I guess so. One of the so. coolest looking things in the movie. I guess so. Uh, you said that the gang runs into William, who is trying to escape. Uh, I guess so. Gave you a point for that. What you're describing 
is very much not the movie. No. So, it's very hard to like pass stuff out, but you occasionally get close to things that happen in the movie. So, I think I struggled a little bit in that regard. Yeah. I didn't have an issue remembering the movie, but just trying to say, well, like, what Matty D's saying is all wrong. So, I can't, <laughs> can't like- not giving points though because some things have some connection. You know, yeah, it gets complicated. I-, I get what you're saying. Like I'm saying something that's wrong in the context of what my movie is, but it does happen in the movie in a sort way. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Like William Birkin does run away, not we- the way he's I trying to he escape. Would. But yeah, you said that William grabs Sherry and tries to inject her with the G virus. Doesn't happen. But Claire saves her. No, of course it doesn't happen. You said that William injects himself with the G virus and turns into a monster. That does happen. I gave you a point and a half for that rather than two points because. This is uh, what happens at the end of the first game, I yeah. believe. Or is it the second game? One of the two. It's one of the games this does happen. Um, and we, we even said that in the original episode. We knew that that happened in the game. Yeah, because that was what your original... That, w- that was what you were originally yes, going to do. Yes, that's right. And we knew that going in. So, we thought that was like... We, we knew that plot point in the video games. Still, it's probably one of the best calls I make because that was, oh, that absolutely. actually does happen in the movie. I was very sad not to give you two points because I'm like, well, he's right. But, uh, I'm but like, I'll accept that. But we said in the original episode we knew it was going to happen. Yes. So. Yeah. So, you said that William turns into Nemesis from Resident Evil 3. No, he doesn't. Not actually the case. I don't know what he is. It is something from the game. It is, it, is it is a famous monster from the game. Yeah. You said that the stars team will kill Will or maybe not. They definitely kill him. <laughs> Leon shoots in with a uh, rocket launcher. Uh, so, because you were wishy-washy, I couldn't give you any points. Fair. That's a rule on this show we have. Uh, you said that our heroes will line the Spencer Mansion with dynamite to blow it up. Doesn't happen, no. but it does get blown up. Does so get blown up. I give yes. you half a point. You said that Wesker announces that he's secretly been working for <laughs> Umbrella and wants to take the virus to, quote, new heights. It's, it's a great point to announce that to everybody. Like, we've just won everything. And by the way, Wesker's going to be like, yeah. I'm betraying all of you now. Because <laughs> he's like, well, I've been, we've spent the last two hours putting dynamite everywhere. I might as well say something. <laughs> Look, I've gotten to know you guys really well. I think you need to know. I'm betraying all of I you. I gave you half a point because he's actually working for Ada Wong. But he does betray them, so yeah. But we knew that was going to happen too. You said that our heroes fight Wesker and it spills out into the streets. Doesn't happen at all. No. That's a standard Matty D plot point no. there. And and Wesker is dead, or presumably dead at this yes. point in the movie. Well, actually, you said Wesker survives the movie so he can come back in a sequel. Oh, wow, Gave you cool. two points. He's brought back to life at the end of the movie. Well done. I think that was the best call you made. In, that is a pretty good call by me. Uh, it's in a mid, mid-credit scene is when Correct. we see him alive. Correct. And what's funny is when I saw uh, the movie originally in cinemas, I left immediately as soon as credits started rolling, <laughs> yeah, not expecting okay. there to be a mid-credits scene. So, I had is no that a idea. Is tease into how you felt about the movie? Maybe. I love so- he can't see, so they give him sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> it's it <was> stupid. <laughs> so stupid. It was very lame. It, was, it reminded me of something from like the Paul W.S. Anderson movies. I can't see. Have these cool shades. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> so, I was like, I thought he was blind. I was like, oh, they brought him back, but he's blind. Interesting idea. No, he just the sunlight's just too see. too extreme. For well, him. not even sunlight, just regular light, <laughs> like electronic light. It's it was very interesting. Like that was that would be something they would do in the Paul W S Anderson movies. Yeah, something that lame. And I was very surprised that they did it here. Yeah, you said that the helicopter turns up and uh, rescues our heroes. Uh, you said you didn't see it crash into the mansion in the trailers. It was very prominent. Well, I watched those trailers again, and, and it is in the trailer, you are right, but it, it happens kind of very fast. It's just like there's a lot of explosions happening, which is probably why I missed it. Well, I think it was very obvious in the trailer. And in the movie, you kind of it's very, it happens very fast as well. I like that you're trying to justify it. Of course I am. Trying to justify it. what I do on this show. Clearly does not happen. So, that was everything you said. Cool. If I got any more than three, I'll be surprised. Giving you a total of two points. <laughs> Jesus. No, add another three to it. So, you got 33 points. I got 33 points? You got 33 points. Most of it was from occasionally getting close to stuff. <laughs> I guess half points really add and up. And you did- Yeah, actually, you did make some good calls as well. Let's not shy away from that. Look, I think- Childhood flashback Ch- start. Childhood flashback Perfect start. Perfect prediction. Uh, Wesker surviving the movie. That was really good. Uh, Will Birkin- Injecting himself. Injecting himself. The so, there was three big things that I called in this movie. The rest is kind of whatever. And it's funny because those three big things are the things, the only things that you missed in your exactly. plot. Exactly. So, if we just combined my things with your plot, yeah. it would have been a perfect day. Uh, absolutely. Perfect so, prediction. like we always say, between the two of us, we called the movie exactly. <laughs> but everywhere- You called a higher percentage than me, but- I guess so. But, mm-hmm. dear- um, if you take everything that you did really well and combine it with the everything that I did really well, that's the whole movie. Yes. So, we were definitely on the right track. Yes. Me more than you, but <laughs> we both did very we well. Go. I think 33 is a very generous score, to be honest. I was yeah. ex- I was expecting at, at the very most to be in the, in the teens. Well, it wasn't that bad. 
It wasn't the Kingsman bad <laughs> where you got 12. I like, got that tone completely well, wrong. I got 11. And you also got a bonus point as well for um, what you said during my plot. Oh, cool. So it was 32 originally. It was 32 originally. Dang, awesome. Uh, what was the bonus point for? It was for something you said in that in my plot. You said, oh. Uh, it was because I said Wesker would have his glasses at the end of the movie. That's right. That's right. You said he'd get his glasses at the very end. And yeah, that was a really good call. Thank you. That was a really good call. Thank so. you, Kieran. Well done. I feel like I'm a child that's done like his best effort on a homework assignment, but I still failed. I got like a D and you're just like, you know what? <laughs> well, that's why you're called Matty D. <laughs> that's why. That's exactly why. And you were like, yeah, you know, it's not that bad. You did this good. You learned mm. from it, right? Yeah, maybe. More people like it when I'm nice to you rather than being mean. So, <laughs> Are you trying to be nice to me now? Yeah. How hard is it for you? Very hard. <laughs> Very hard. Well, we just did a movie talk episode last week where uh, we had nothing but nice things to say mm-hmm. to each other. So, yeah, mm-hmm. listen to that. We're turning over a new leaf now. I don't know how nice I am going to be about the movie we're watching yeah, next week, but that's a conversation for in a little bit. Because, first of all, we have to talk about what we thought of Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Can I go first, Matty D? You, yeah, yeah, please go first. Usually go first. Now, yeah. I've got to say, uh, n- not a big Resident Evil game fan. I've never played any of the games, so I don't understand any of the lore. And there was a lot of stuff in this movie that confused me a lot. Mm-hmm. But I've got to say, I didn't actually mind the movie. Okay. Didn't actually mind it. Uh, I'm a kind of a fan of zombie movies. And when this movie was a zombie movie, I thought it was somewhat entertaining. It was a bit confusing, awkwardly filmed. The acting was meh. I've got to say, the script, the the dialogue, very, very bad. <laughs> Every character just kept saying fuck all the time. Did you notice that? Everyone was just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And I'm like, that's not, not really because it like lost power over time. Just Exactly. It sort of loses its uh, power. Yeah, as you said, it l- loses its impact the more they do it. They're treating it like it's the script of Scarface, <laughs> but nowhere near as well written. And very little characters, to your point. But it's not its not something from the video games. The, the video game characters don't walk around just going, fuck, 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 well, all the Well, time. their dialogue is something else. That's true. We know what the dialogue from that first game was like. Probably needed a bit more swearing in it to, <laughs> to pepper it up a little bit. But yeah, so I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was great. But I didn't think it was bad, so it was very... It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I wouldn't recommend anybody watch it, but if you're a Resident Evil fan, you might like it better than those uh, Paul W.S. Anderson movies. I liked it better than any of the other Resident Evil movies I've seen, so I have to give it that. But you hated those movies. I hated those movies. This was the only one that I've seen that I came close to enjoying. I won't say it's a great movie, but I like bits of it. Okay. There you go. Glowing review. A glowing review. So, you thought it was okay, pretty average, but nothing special. Yeah, exactly. Better than what they've done before. Absolutely, absolutely. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I think I said this movie was one of the most forgettable movies that came out that year. I'm pretty sure you did. On my list. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to be honest with you, Kieran, right now. When I watched those series of movies, I think I watched a bit of this movie, started watching it, and said, Fuck this. And okay. skip to the end. Or I just like skip to scenes in the movie and skip to the end. So I had never watched the entire run oh, of the movie go. until Jeez, this. no wonder you couldn't remember it. You hadn't un- seen it. Until this episode. So there was points that, you know, off air, just occasionally you, you would mention, and we haven't mentioned it yet, the scene where the truck driver walks in and his whole body is oh, on fire. Oh, we've got to talk about that. Yeah. So well, Leon is like, loud, he's asleep behind the police desk, the front desk <laughs> of the police station. <laughs> And then the, the, he's listening to uh, Crush by, I can't remember the artist who sings the song. Mm. It was a song from the 90s. But um, yeah, the, the, the somehow he sleeps through a truck, for, like crashing <laughs> well, over. Well, he's that and incompetent. And exploding right in front of where he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> while he's still sleeping, the music, like you hear the music in his headphones. And then suddenly it comes over like the actual He was store. probably watching Re- Welcome to Raccoon City. But anyway, yes. yeah, maybe. Uh, and then just... <laughs> The, the truck driver, on fire, comes strolling in through the front doors with, It's just a little crush. And I thought that was so funny. Yeah. The, when I saw it in the cinema, the entire cinema just burst into laughter. <laughs> well, I think it's done for a laugh as well. Oh, absolutely. To, to be fair Well, to this movie, movie has sort of like a, a purposefully goofy tone. Yes. Which I sort of appreciate. It's trying to, yeah, it's trying to be fun. Yeah, it's trying to be fun. I don't- Oh, it's it's being fun in a lot of respects. Yeah. But I, yeah, I remember when we- when It's being fun in a weird way. We were speaking, we spoke about this movie off air and we're like, oh, whatever. And you, and you were like, oh yeah, but the scene, right? With the truck driver. And I was like, huh? And you were like, the truck driver is on fire. I'm like- and, and you believed at this stage because I told you that I'd watched the movie because I had to for the notes. I was like, oh, yeah, that scene. I forgot about that scene. And you were like, 
how could you forget about that scene? And would actually watch the movie. I'm like, oh, geez, that's great. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I hadn't actually watched the the whole movie, and I did finally watch it for this for this episode. Yeah. I still stand by the fact that it is so forgettable. I was forgetting about stuff. Well, I forgot most of the movie th- too through the run of doing your, you know, listening to your plot. I couldn't remember aspects of it. I think I liked this movie. Well, I, t- I definitely li- I didn't like this movie as much as I- as you did. It sounds like mm. I also am not a Resident Evil fan. It's never been a game that I've really been into, and this style of movie is not my style of movie. So yeah. I go at this with the sort of warning that I was never going to like this movie to begin mm. with. And I think there's an audience for movies like this. And if if that is you, then all power to you. It's just not me. I thought that it. It was like a step in the right direction for the Resident Evil movies. And the things that I liked about it was mm. that it was very, it seemed very faithful to the video game. It had these like long shots, these like far away shots that reminded me of when I played the game. I was, oh, I really yeah. liked that. So there was, there was like t- a, like a high angle shot. Yeah. Or like a far, like a far away shot, a shot in the distance, you know. Um, I love the technical film terms that we're playing. <laughs> look at me go. Yeah. I, you know, I studied film. Um, but it just the way it was shot reminded me of the video game, like the yeah. the angles and things like that. So I think I really liked that, and there were parts of the movie that were really really good, and I started really enjoying. But then there was a large chunk of the movie that I just thought dragged and dragged. I did have my finger on the fast forward button, by the did way. Did you? Anytime I thought a scene um, was dragging, I'd just go bloop, and skip yeah. forward a couple and of seconds. It's the same thing because they build up to these drunk drunk scares. They build up to these like jump scares. And, you know, it can take a really long time to get to it. So, I I did not like this movie. I appreciate what they did. I appreciate the tone of the movie. I think that if you're a fan of these video games, then you'll appreciate it a lot more than I did. So, definitely go out and watch them. I think it's better than the Wes Anderson movies. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> you mean Paul W.S. Anderson? Paul W.S. Anderson. I think it's better than the Wes Anderson movies too. <laughs> Sorry, it's better than the previous movies. Um, Darjeeling Unlimited? <laughs> you much imagine, better than could that. Could you imagine a Wes Anderson <laughs> Resident Evil? I'd watch like, that. Like, I would watch that like, in a heartbeat. Oh, that would be something else, right? Like everything's sort of tidy and... Oh my yeah, God. symmetrical. Yeah, the the zombie is like eating flesh, but it's done in a very like cinematography way. Like, every character sounds like they're written by the same person. Because <laughs> every every character sounds the same, which is the case in this movie. That is true. Everyone has the same mm. potty mouth in this. So movie. yeah, again, not my style of movie. Can appreciate. I think they went in a. They, I, I think they went a step in the right direction, but didn't fully commit to it. Oh, I'll say that again. Not fully commit to it, but I I don't think they went. I didn't think they made the movie they needed to make. Yeah, they had too much going on. Too much going on, too much crammed into one movie. It was a bit of a mess in that respect. And it wasn't, according to fans, they didn't, uh, it, it was like better than what they've had, but not what they wanted, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, I did hear that. If you like these video games, then you might have a good time with this one, but it wasn't for me. I was never going to like it, so I didn't like it. There you go. I like the, which parts did you enjoy? You said there were parts you enjoyed. Um, you know what? I kind of liked the the Birkin monster, you know, scene towards the end. Uh, I really liked the Lisa Trevor stuff. Those uh, are two things that I didn't like. Okay. interestingly enough. Okay, uh, I liked I liked a lot of well, I liked the fire, the truck fire scene, <laughs> the truck driver on um, fire. I love that scene where he's got the lighter and the lighter keeps going out, and that zombie. Keeps I thought that was good too. Creeping closer to him, and then all of a sudden the zombie disappears. I thought that was really cool. Uh, so yeah, the scene. This movie had moments for me. Yeah, I think we're pretty much on the same wavelength. It's just you didn't like it. Uh, well, you liked it less than I did. I'll never watch it again. Uh, I won't. Like, I won't watch it again either. <laughs> anyway, enough of Resident Evil. You can let us know your thoughts on Resident Evil if you like. Just send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or just leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Did you like this movie? Are you a Resident Evil fan? Did this pay off for you? Did you not like it? Let us know any of your thoughts at those places. Now, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. I was sort of lukewarm on Resident Evil. Welcome to Welcome Rackoons. to Crapoon City. Yes. You didn't like it? Oh, you, you, didn't, you didn't mind it? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was really middle of the road. I don't know how I'm going to feel about the movie we're going to be talking about next week, because next week we're going to be talking about the sequel to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Well, sorry, the sequel to Aquaman, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I don't share your sentiments, sir. That first movie was great. Looking forward to this one. It's, it's I, hopefully going to be worse. I really don't want to watch it, Matty. Oh, you, you haven't seen the I've first never, Aquaman? Why would I watch it of my own free will? Oh, boy, you're in for a treat. <laughs> You are Any superhero movie that we don't cover on this show, I don't watch. He opens a device by urinating on it. Great. Sounds brilliant. 
Well, I hear that uh, Tamora Morrison's in the movie, so there'll be that at least. <laughs> I'm a fan uh, of him. He doesn't do a whole lot, man. Well, he gets he drunk has, at a bar. He has sex with a mermaid, apparently. <laughs> he, well, he does. Who's Nicole uh, Kidman, I, I, I believe. Yes, I, if you call her a mermaid. Um, well, she lives uh, in the ocean. I guess so. Is Aquaman a mermaid? I don't know. Do I know anything about Aquaman? No. <laughs> Have I ever seen Aquaman so in a movie he's before? A God of the no. Sea. Uh, Neptune. He was an a citizen. He was in an episode of Peacemaker, and they said that he fucks fish. So that was pretty interesting. So that's all I've seen of Aquaman. <laughs> he, that he fucks fish. Yeah, that he was in an episode of Peacemaker, and in, that he had sex with fish. So that's all I know about the character. That's a the boys' joke, right? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk all about. We'll Aquaman. talk all about It'll this. Be fun to unpack week. this. So yeah, I, I will watch the first movie before then. I don't know if Matty D will rewatch it. Maybe he will. Maybe oh, he yeah, won't. I think so. So yeah, please join us next week for when we're going to be predicting Aquaman and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. And until then, you have my heart. Never be worlds apart. There'll be magazines. You'll still be a star. In my heart, blah, blah, blah. And my, under my umbrella, brella, brella. Hey, hey, anyway, let's go. Jill, <laughs> don't scare me. That's what I was going to say. Aren't you supposed to be going over the first floor, Barry? Yeah, you're right. But just take a look at this. It's forest. Oh my god. It's awful. I'm going to find out what caused Forrest's death. It looks like he was killed by a crow or something. Okay.